where the person playing the wealth game is expanding their network in abundance and compounding social capital, the person playing the status game is actively trying to bring others down. And that is why you will not win. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. Good morning, afternoon, or evening to the Action Academy family. This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, hoping you get rich, happy, successful, and free with a capital F in your life and business today. Big shout out and welcome to all the thousands of new Action Academy listeners. We do five episodes a week. Some are short, some are long. All of them are multimillionaire entrepreneurs that have earned their freedom so that you can accelerate your wealth building journey and do what you want when you want with who you want. Speaking of which, last week we had the CEO coach of Naval Ravikant, Matt Mashari, come on and he taught about how he built up multiple billion dollar companies. If you guys want to go in the show description, I'll link this episode from last week. But it also came to my attention that some of you guys were unfamiliar with who Naval Ravikant was. So I found the audience was split smack down the middle. 50% were a massive fanboy and fangirl of Naval, and the other half have no idea who he is. So, so long story short, Naval Ravikant is widely renowned as one of the best living entrepreneurs to this day. He has multiple billion dollar companies that he has built and invested in. He's the co-founder of AngelList. He was an early investor in Uber, Twitter, stuff like that. Him and his family immigrated from India when he was young to New York. So he did not come from wealth. He did not come from status. And he had to build his way up from the very bottom, which he did. And so all of these economic accomplishments are impressive. But what really put him on the map was actually creating this tweet thread. Believe it or not, the name of this tweet thread was How to Get Rich Without Getting Lucky. And he randomly put this out into the Twitter sphere and it went mega, mega, mega viral. And to this day, it is one of the most popular threads on Twitter. And I believe one of the best accumulations of advice on wealth building and business slash entrepreneurship in the world. And so what we're doing today is we're going to cover each one of these topics, each one of these points that he makes in this list. There's 39 of them. So sit tight. I'm going to go really fast through them. What I'll do is I'm going to share a point and then I'm going to expand on it a little bit, provide a bit of color and context for you to really understand what he's talking about. And then we'll move on to the next point. You do not need to take notes. You can sit tight and just listen for this episode. I'm going to try to keep it under 20 minutes and you will have a transcript of all of the stuff that we talk about. I'll put it in the show description so you can just have everything in writing and you can be able to expand and take notes and highlights of whatever you find most interesting and valuable to you and your stage of wealth building and entrepreneurship today. And before we begin, you can find Naval on Twitter at Naval, N-A-V-A-L. Because some of these topics are a bit difficult to digest, I will be paraphrasing some, summarizing others, and combining multiple tips into one tip at times so that we can make for a really smooth and enjoyable episode today. So let's get to it. Tip number one, seek wealth, not money or status. Wealth is having assets that earn while you sleep. Money is how we transfer time and wealth. Status is your place in the social hierarchy. To expand on this, he's talking about three separate games to play. 
One is the wealth game, the other is the money game, and the third is the status game. A lot of people listening to this right now are playing the money game. And you have to be very careful here about which direction that you teeter in. Because when you're playing the money game and all you're thinking about is investing and working more hours, making more money, sometimes you will teeter into the wrong direction where you begin spending the money to create what's called status. All right. And that's your place in the social hierarchy. Wealth is where you build the passive income. And that's what actually earns your freedom. That's owning the business, having equity in the business, starting the business, owning real estate, owning investments. It's not working more hours to be able to make more money. Please remember that wealth is not a zero-sum game. It's a game of abundance and compounding. So if I have wealth, that does not mean that you can't have wealth. We can both equally have wealth and pursue more wealth together. That's the game, all right? Instead of playing this game solo, you play it as a team sport to where everybody can win, everybody improves, everyone grows, whereas status is a zero-sum game. If you have a person at number one, number two, and number three, in order for you to go from number three to number two, that person at number two needs to lose their spot. So where the person playing the wealth game is expanding their network in abundance and compounding social capital, the person playing the status game is actively trying to bring others down, and that is why you will not win. Tip number two, understand that ethical wealth creation is possible. If you secretly despise wealth, it will elude you. Tip number three, you're not going to get rich renting out your time. You must own equity, a piece of a business to gain your financial freedom. To expand on this, my business coach just mentioned this to me because I said, I want to make a million dollars annual recurring revenue this year, which is essentially $80,000 per month. I was like, I need to work harder to be able to create this revenue. And he said, remember, You can't grind your way to a million dollars of personal income. That comes through scale and it comes through leverage. Which leads to tip number four. You will get rich by giving society what it wants but does not yet know how to get at scale. An example of this was me switching my business from a one-on-one coaching model to where I was doing individual one-hour calls, which I can only do so many per week, so many per day, and switching that model to that of a mastermind in a community to where All of the members compound on each other and we can help people at scale faster. Tip number five, play long-term games with long-term people. Another quote that summarizes this well is wealth is created in a crock pot, not a microwave. Same thing with relationships that matter. Any relationship worth having is worth putting micro deposits in over an extended period of time. Anybody that has a short transactional or disposable relationship isn't worth having in a relationship with at all. And this applies to friendships, romantic interests, and business partnerships. Tip number six, the internet has massively broadened the possible space of careers. Most people haven't figured this out yet. What he means by this is that it is easier and easier now to make a lot of money online. And most people are still not awake to this fact. And they think that they have to do this certain job in this certain location. When the reality is most positions and most skill sets can be done remotely from anywhere in the world. I'm living proof of this. Tip number seven, this is a really good one. All the returns in life, whether in wealth, relationships, or knowledge, come from compound interest. This is another tip that changed my business because how I implemented this was when I switched from one-on-one to the community, now as the community grows, the value of the community inherently grows alongside with it right? So it's a compounding game. The community at 105 members is not as valuable as the community at 1,000 members. So I'm building something that inherently grows in value and grows in connection as it builds upon itself. So I can build as a team and as a we instead of a me. Every decision that you make in life, ask yourself, can this compound on itself 
or can this scale? I ask this with literally everything I do in my life has fundamentally changed because of it. Tip number eight, pick business partners with high intelligence, energy, and above all, slash most importantly, integrity. Tip number nine, don't partner with cynics or pessimists. Their beliefs are self-fulfilling. A cynic or a pessimist will essentially look for anything wrong ever, and they will continuously find the reasons that things cannot work or will not work or should not work. And what happens is you become what you think about, right? That's why our thoughts are so powerful. And that's why an abundance mindset is so powerful and who you're around is so powerful. Because what happens is you fire off that reticular activating system in your brain. Just like when you go buy a new car, all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. If you partner or you're friends with cynics or pessimists, they're going to see the worst in every single situation. And if they can't find it in actuality, they will literally bring it and materialize it into reality to support their freaking beliefs. That's why they're self-fulfilling. Stay away from these people at all costs. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, this includes your family. Most of the time, I've had to cut off some of my family members because of this exact tip. Tip number 10, learn to sell, learn to build. If you can do both, you will be unstoppable. Naval didn't say this in his tips, but he has another quote that I really love and I base my entire business off of, which is, you're doing sales because you failed at marketing. You're doing marketing because you failed at product. So what he means is, a lot of people spend all their energy and effort on top line, sales and marketing, creating the best copywriting, the best funnel, the best website, the best email campaign, when they don't actually work on the underlying product ever and they don't improve it. So you want to have a product that's so good that it literally sells itself so that when you pour marketing on top of it, it's gasoline to a fire that's already burning. This is why if you have a proclivity already for sales and marketing, when you build a fantastic product, you become unstoppable. So as you guys can see, as we're going through, this is literally this entire tweet thread is how I'm building my business. And you guys can use this too. Tip number 11, I'm going to combine multiple tips here because they all discuss the concept of specific knowledge. Arm yourself with specific knowledge, accountability, and leverage. Specific knowledge is knowledge that you cannot be trained for. If society can train you, it can train somebody else and replace you. Specific knowledge is found by pursuing your genuine curiosity and passion rather than whatever is hot right now. Building specific knowledge will feel like play to you, but will look like work to others. When specific knowledge is taught, it's through apprenticeships, not schools. And lastly, specific knowledge is often highly technical or creative. It cannot be outsourced or automated. All right, so this is one of those sticky points right now because that was like six different tips in one thing about specific knowledge and it's confusing as hell. So I'm going to do my best to break this down in my understanding of what he's talking about when it comes to specific knowledge. So hopefully it will help you guys digest this because it's taken me months and months and years to figure out what he's talking about here. And ironically, the breakthrough that I had in figuring this out is not even from Naval, but it's another quote and concept from the founder of HubSpot, the marketing company, Dharmesh Shah. So he has this concept of the trillion dollar Venn diagram. And I think that this perfectly encapsulates what Naval is trying to get at with specific knowledge. So here's the trillion dollar Venn diagram. So say that we create a giant pool of all the billions of employable people in the world. And then we take two core key skills that are very marketable in today's economy. So we will pick copywriting and we'll pick crypto. So if you are a really elite copywriter or you have elite knowledge in the crypto space, both make you rare, correct? So now you're going from billions to millions. So in your one circle, you're one in a million. In your other circle, you're one in a million. 
But what's rare is when you have both of these skill sets. So maybe you're somebody that's elite at copywriting, but you have a proclivity for crypto because it's interesting to you. So you learned about crypto. So now you're an intersection of these two circles. So now you've created this one small section of your Venn diagram that's your unique perspective and your unique way of thinking of things. So when you're doing this exercise, think of what two marketable skills do you have where you can combine the two? And then that is what's called your zone of genius. So then Darmesh goes on to say, you want to monetize and build a business around where you are in that diagram. Okay. Now there are two key things that will determine how much value and how much wealth the market will reward you for your Zen diagram of genius, right? Those two points are how rare is the skill? And number two is how well does it reinforce the skills that you already have? So once again, how I apply this is when it comes to this podcast, I have five years of enterprise B2B sales experience to where I can ask really good questions. And now I've got a proclivity for that because I've done my 10,000 hours in training how to ask questions and how to guide a conversation, right? Now, I would also say that I think that I am at times funny. (laughs) Some people hopefully agree with that. So I combine the two to make an interesting podcast, right? That's how I'm applying this. So hopefully you guys agree with me and don't think I'm full of crap. (laughs) All right. So back to Naval. Tip number 12. The most accountable people have singular public and risky brands. Oprah, Trump, Kanye, Elon. Then he goes on to say, embrace accountability and take business risks under your own name. Society will reward you with responsibility, equity, and leverage. Tip number 13, give me a lever long enough and a place to stand and I will move the world. Archimedes. Fortune requires leverage. Business leverage comes from three things. Capital, people, and products with no marginal cost of replication. Code slash media. What he means by this is you want to have something where you build it once and it pays you forever. So that would be online course, writing code for a website or for a product or for a service or for a company, a YouTube video that you post that will still get millions of views 10 years later. That's what he means by media. So I implemented this in my business through content, community, and capital. Tip number 14, labor means people working for you. It's the oldest and most fought after form of leverage. Labor leverage will impress your parents, but don't waste your life chasing this. This goes back to where Naval was talking about the internet and technology, because what I have found in advice that I've gotten in my business is you want to automate before you delegate. All right. So anything that you can figure out how to build a system, a process or an automation to replace before hiring a person to replace that, you remove a point of possible failure. So each hire that you have is one extra additional point of potential failure. That's why these exotic cars that have all these rare and moving parts will break down a lot more easily than the ones that have very standardized and readily available parts. Now, Naval goes on to talk about two more forms of leverage, permissioned and permissionless. So permissioned leverage, capital and labor are permissioned leverage. Everyone is chasing capital, but someone has to give it to you. Everyone is trying to lead, but someone has to follow you. Code and media are permissionless leverage. They're the leverage behind the newly rich. You can create software and media that works for you while you sleep. So you can think of this as active versus passive income once again. The next tip is a little tongue-in-cheek. An army of robots is freely and readily available to everyone. It's just packed into data centers for heat and space efficiency. Use it. What he's talking about is literally we have an army of robots for our disposal and our businesses through the internet. And especially with ChatGPT now, 
we can be able to do a lot of stuff and actually replace a lot of positions just by utilizing that software and that technology. So in your business, always be looking for ways that you can automate before you delegate once again. The next tip is one that's near and dear to my heart. If you can't code, write books and blogs, record videos and podcasts. What he means by this is you want to be a creator of content, not a consumer of content. Remember that attention is now going to be the most valuable resource in the world, more so than oil, more so than real estate, more so than anything. The ability to keep and maintain people's attention at scale is only going to infinitely increase in value. That is a very specific knowledge skill set that you can implement and build today. Next tip, judgment requires experience, but can be built faster by learning foundational skills. I would also add a cheat code to this is you can build judgment faster by surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to be because you can leverage and utilize their experience and their 10,000 hours into your present day reality. This next tip is funny, and I think it's really true. There is no skill called business. Avoid business magazines and business classes. Study microeconomics, game theory, psychology, persuasion, ethics, mathematics, and computers. Next tip, reading is faster than listening. Doing is faster than watching. The fastest way to learn anything, ladies and gentlemen, is to do it. You can hear me say it right here, but until you do it, then nothing changes. Speaking of doing, the next tip, (laughs) you should be too busy to do coffee, in quotes, while still keeping an uncluttered calendar. I agree with this. This goes back to your aspirational hourly rate where you are going to assign a dollar amount to how much you want to be worth and anything that is not there, you need to delegate, automate, systematize, or remove. So I'm sometimes down to take a call, but I'm rarely down to do coffee or lunch unless I personally know the person. And oops, that accidentally leads to the next point, which is set and enforce an aspirational personal hourly rate. If fixing a problem will save you less than your hourly rate, ignore it. If outsourcing a task will cost less than your hourly rate, outsource it. Next tip, work as hard as you can, even though who you work with and what you work on are more important than how hard you work. The way I see this, guys, is working hard and being a hard and efficient worker just buys you a ticket to the game. You'll be able to open the door to this world of possibility and success. And in the room are all people that are hard workers just like you. So that's where you start having to apply the skills and the leverage required to really stand out and build lasting wealth. Next tip, become the best in the world at what you do. Keep redefining what you do until this is true. I love this. LeBron James just became the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. And when I'm watching him and I'm watching him operate, I'm like, Why can't we all operate with that same mentality in whatever specific field we're pursuing? I'm never going to be able to dunk a basketball. I'm not going to be able to go drop 38 points in the NBA whenever I feel like it. But damn it, I can find something to where I can apply that level of discipline and that level of work ethic and focus to be the best at that specific thing. And for me, I want to make that podcasting. I want to be the best freaking podcast and the most listened to and the most downloaded. This is my thing. I freaking love this. So that's what I work on to be the best at. Next tip is basically a warning. There are no get rich quick schemes. That's just somebody else getting rich off of you. (laughs) Definitely true. Remember, we want to build wealth in the crock pot, not the microwave. Avoid the day trading tips. Avoid the crypto pumps. Avoid all of these promises for fast wealth and fast money. None of it ever lasts. Remember, fast money and fast relationships are not worth your time to even pursue. And the last and final tip, which I think is one of the key 
themes of the Action Academy podcast and my entire brand is when you are finally wealthy, you'll realize that it wasn't what you were seeking in the first place. But that, my friends, is for another day. Bam! 19 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. 19 minutes. I got it under 20. I hope you guys enjoyed and got a lot of value. If you are new to the show and you're listening in and you're trying to decide if you want to subscribe, I hope that earns your follow right there. This week, we have some freaking awesome episodes. Tomorrow's episode is going to be the founder of Big Ass Fans, which is exactly what you think it is. It's the giant industrial fans that are spending at gyms and they're spending in industrial centers. And this guy built, scaled, and exited this company for five hundred million dollars in 18 years. So he's coming on the podcast. And then I have a relationship and communication coach coming on Thursday that's going to help you with your relationships, with your communication skills as an entrepreneur, as a friend, husband, wife, whatever have you. Great week of podcasts coming up. And I hope that you'll be listening to the sound of my voice on each one of them. Thanks for tuning in. Go kill it. Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it, so I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want, and I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.